Hi, I'm Kurt, and this is Gigging Stories. One of my favorite parts of gigging happened when we took breaks. The older musicians would stand around and tell funny stories about things that happened on gigs. Most of the world doesn't get to experience this rich and hilarious part of music making, so I created gigging stories. Each episode features a guest and me swapping stories from gigs. So enjoy, and if you have a story to tell, please send me a message. Okay, my first ever guest on this podcast is my friend John Conahan. He has been performed by Lauren Mazel and James Galway, and he arranges for Denise Graves. And he's one of my favorite musicians because he can play anything in any style. He does singer-songwriter <laughs> stuff. But my favorite thing about John is, is, in spite of his immense talent, he's retained this sort of childlike just enthusiasm and love for for music so i just find it infectious and we're going to tell each other some stories so, i love that John. that's good infectious <laughs> i'm trying to be infectious yeah, right now. <laughs> <laughs> that was good in the time of covid i love all that right. all right so give us a story john all right um i'm not going to give you my sucker punch story i'm going to okay. give you a different one first um and this is one of my this is one of my favorites. I have three that I'm hoping I can squeeze in tonight. But this was a bizarre, bizarre story. So as you said, I, I do a lot of piano stuff. So um, I was in the studio one weekend and this, this bass player who I just love and love and love. And I'm going to be withholding a lot of names. Yeah, good protect, idea. <laughs> protect the innocent. Um, said, hey, man, you know, we need, um, I'm in this wedding band. It's this big, big kind of corporate wedding band and we're shooting a video this weekend and the piano player can't make it so we're recording to a, a can track so all you got to do is dress up in a suit show up and pretend that you're playing tunes and i said <laughs> sure that's i'm gonna get paid for this totally I, i've heard of so, these kind of gigs before actually oh baby this is <laughs> you know i have to preface this by saying this is a triptych story so i'll try to keep it moving <laughs> okay this is a good one so anyway we show up to the venue everybody is there at the required time except fill in the blank for me the lead <laughs> the lead singer who's uh -huh. also the head of the band so anyway we're all standing around and um you know i get over to the rig and i'm standing at the rig and all of a sudden there's this guy standing by the rig and he introduces himself as the piano player for the band and he's wearing a t-shirt and jeans and he's not he said yeah i'm not doing the video you're doing it for me but i'm here anyway and i was kind of like all right that's not weird at all so uh two hours go by before the lead singer shows up so uh -huh. he rolls in two hours late to the video shoot with his entourage and um you know, another half hour goes by before somebody hits record. So we do the whole thing. 
I'm dancing around with my childlike infectious groove <laughs> and, um, and everything's fine. It goes great. And the lead singer goes, Hey man, I could use you for a gig. You want to play some gigs with us? And I said, okay, it's sure. So he says, all right, here's the rehearsal show up. You just need to learn 60 tunes. And I said, <laughs> all right, 60 tunes. This is part two. We're moving into the second uh -huh. part. Yeah. 60 tunes. So he sends me the 60 tunes over the course of 15 emails. So he's attaching tunes like Sexy Back and uh -huh. Come and Get Your Love, like songs that wedding I Wedding band know. stuff. Yeah, wedding right. band stuff. Yeah. So anyway, I say, hey, man, you know, I don't have a lot of synth sounds. I do a lot of electric piano, but not synth. He goes, just bring a piano. A piano's fine. Piano's fine. So I said, are you sure? A piano is fine. He said, piano's fine. I show up to the rehearsal with my piano so he goes all right everybody sexy back ready one two three four and the drummer starts playing and he stops and he looks at me and he points with two fingers and he says where's that sound <laughs> and i said what sound the, the like sound sound i'm not doing that i have a piano he goes that's your that's your sound i don't have a sound all right so we skip that song and he goes on to another song that requires that sound, which I, again, didn't have. Right. And stop. So over the course of five minutes, he went from zero to really mad. And I said, you know, dude, if this is what it's going to be like, I better go. So he gets really frustrated. He tells me how unprofessional I am. I'm just kind of holding it together. Pack up my stuff awkwardly in front of everybody and walk out the door. Get home that night. There's an email waiting where he says, all right, man, you're not going to do the wedding band thing, but will you come and do the ceremony? So I said, I'll do the ceremony. So I said, I'll do it if you pay me the same amount of money. Mm -hmm. He says, okay. So anyway, the ceremony will be me and a trumpet player. So I show up for the ceremony. I set up my piano. We're playing air on a G string on the way in and trumpet voluntary on the way out. So it's me and a trumpet player. Bride walks in, I start air on a G-string, little introduction, before he even comes in, she's at the altar and I get the quit it. <laughs> right. right. I played for about 12 seconds. Uh -huh. They do the ceremony. This is in South Philly, by the way. They do the ceremony, they walk out. I play a little introduction for Trumpet Voluntary just because he's not a classical player. Before she is even out the door, they give me the, that's <laughs> good. Right. Trumpet player didn't play. And anything <laughs> and i got my check and i'm walking out as the other guys are walking in oh man <laughs> it was the weirdest wedding band and that was the last time i played with that guy the funny part is i remained on the guy's email list for the band for three years oh. <laughs> and watched and watched all these awful emails come to these musicians who are getting mistreated so right. anyway that was a little long-winded so thanks yeah. for hanging out there with me but it's definitely one of my favorite wedding bed stories. That's great.
All right, well, let's hear one from you. I want to hear your, your, your horror stories. This is, this is not so much a, I don't know if this is a horror story. This is, this is one of my favorites to tell. So in most towns, um, the organ guild has a concert once a year where they do an all Bach concert. And when I was coming up in Tampa, oh, nice. um, it, it, they did it on Bach's birthday and it was called the Bach Bash. And like all the different organists nice. come and play like one thing. And, and so that's this ro rotating uh, set of artists. And the one in Tampa was kind of cool because it happened over the course of a long evening in four different churches. So you started oh, off wow. at one church, heard people play, walked to the church, you know, a couple blocks away, listened oh, nice. to it. And I like it, that. And it ended in this um, big, the big Roman church in, in downtown. And then there was a reception afterwards at the Episcopal church that was a couple other blocks away. And this thing became like a big cult hit. There were 800 or a thousand people that would show up to this. Whoa, thing. that's so, crazy. Yeah. And so one year, my former organ professor um, called, he was out of town for a premiere of one of his compositions. And he said, hey, can you, can you take my slot? and play for me at the at the Bach Bash. So I said, yeah, and I came and I showed up. And it's one of the greatest musical experiences if you ever get the chance to do this. I was the second to the last person playing on the, uh, on the for the whole evening. Oh, wow, and cool. I played and I got a standing ovation and then the big, <laughs> and then the big closer went after me and he did not get a standing ovation. And there's oh! no, like, it's the, I mean, the, the it, oh, if you, if you ever get a chance to whoop somebody's ass on the stage, it's the best thing in the world. It's the best it's, feeling. Because you get to go up to them afterwards and be like, oh, you played so well. You know, I really that. enjoyed your set. <laughs> so that's right. And then, so the next year at the Buck Bash, I did not get invited back. <laughs> but the year after that, I did get invited oh, back. Oh, man. I did get invited back. And they put me as, <laughs> as the final player of the evening. So well, yeah. I mean, right. so oh so I play I play the A minor Prelude and Fugue that year, oh, and nice. standing ovation. And you have to come down these big spiral staircases into this just sea of people. So I'm in this this huge crowd of people, and this crazy Polish dude comes running up to me. <laughs> and the reason I know he's like crazy Polish dude is he's got a T-shirt that says like I'm from Krakow that <laughs> he's wearing on on his T-shirt, and he charges up to me and he says you are a fantastic piano player which is a weird thing, <laughs> For a the weird organ thing to concert. say at an organ concert right? <laughs> and then to my like utter surprise he falls down on his knees in front of me and he grabs my hand and he starts kissing my palm and kissing the back of his hand kissing my palm kissing the back of my hand and oh my god like, all right exactly right and then he stands up and he's got that whole Eastern European sense of personal space. So he's like, <laughs> he's like, he's like right up in my business. And he, nice. says, he says, not only are you fantastic piano player, but you are a very good looking man. And I don't know if you're oh perhaps, goodness. I don't know if you're perhaps interested or not, but uh, I could perhaps introduce you. My brother knows some people and uh, you, oh could, gosh. you could make perhaps $100,000 a year as a gigolo in Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't disagree with him, Kurt, but <laughs> you know, you know how my mind works. I'm like, I'm going, well, is this going to be like an 
interview or is it going to be more of an audition thing and if you have to bring a resume do you do you put your letters or you're recommending people like the people that are most likely to give you the best recommendation or the people that are most familiar with your work or how the workers comp oh my God, dude. anyway and so then i just like come oh out of it and, and i'm like look look man i'm i'm married i'm gonna have to pass so I walk out and I'm starting to walk towards the reception and all of a sudden he's back again. And he's like, let me ask you a question. Uh, <laughs> if uh, you don't play piano for them, these are very rich old ladies, but you will perhaps make only $50,000 a year. What? <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> no. And then, so then he's like, well, let me ask you this question. If someone were to pay you $50,000 a year to go into studio and record album, would you be willing to do this? And I said, yes. If you pay me $50,000, yeah, definitely. I will. <laughs> so I walk over to the reception and I sit down and I'm talking to this sweet old lady who's, who's been an organist at her church for like 50 years. I love her to death. I always called her St. Margaret. I love talking to her. I'm in the middle of talking to her and he's back. Oh Let me ask you a God. question. Who's a better piano player, you or her? <laughs> like, you're like, dude, we don't really ask those kind of questions. Seriously. Right? Oh my God. So, so, so I extricate myself again and I'm talking to somebody else at the reception and all of a sudden he's charging <laughs> back up again. And he's oh like, God. let me ask you a question. You see that woman over there? And there's this woman that's walking towards me. And he's like, I tell her you are a very good looking man. And she says, you are not very good looking man. And then this poor oh woman, you know, this poor woman comes up to me and she's like, um, look, I'm sorry. He's a strange man. He just came up to me. So tell me. <laughs> And all I said to him was that I preferred my husband. <laughs> oh my God. So then, this, so, so then. This so isn't th speaking well for Krakow, by the way. So Krakow's then, really getting a bad right. name. So then they, this other person calls me and they say, um, there's this other man and he wants to talk to all of the performers tonight. So there's oh. like 20 of us and we get in this circle. And all I remember about this other guy is that he was, I mean, this is Florida. He was sunburned beyond recognition. He was like bright red. Oh, and he, wanted, he wanted to talk to all of us. And so we're standing there listening to him talk and he can't talk because he's so overwhelmed with emotion. So he keeps oh. trying to start talking to us and he's doing this kind of stuff where he's going. <laughs> Oh and you're and all having, standing there going waiting like, what's going on and, and 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 then he finally gets it out and we we get something that goes like this <laughs> you guys i i'm a spot welder and i can weld anything and i can run wire but oh my god you guys have a gift and happy birthday bach and tears burst forth from his eyes and he just oh throws himself on the first organist and he started going from organist to organist just just like throwing himself holding oh onto him just like and i was thinking like yeah all of the weirdos are out tonight aren't they and 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 
And then I thought, well, that's that's really a little bit unfair because I've certainly cried listening to Bach before. So oh, maybe sure. I can give him a break and I'm getting ready to go give him a hug after all. And I get, let me ask you a question. And then the guy from Krakow is back Oh again. no, oh my he's God. Like, he's like, he's like um, uh, I think Billy Joel is perhaps greatest piano player ever. What do you think? And I'm just like, yeah, Billy Joel's <laughs> Billy Joel's great, whatever. So I, I, He's great. I, I get out from this reception and I start heading through downtown back to where my car is parked. And the dude from Krakow is following me through downtown. So oh my God, I like pick up the pace and I'm running to my car. and Running I, to your car. I like jump in my car and I close the door, you know, and hear like, let me ask you a question or whatever. Like that. I, I drive home. I get home oh my to my God, wife. I love that. I get home to my wife, who's like, "How was the concert tonight?" And I told her everything <laughs> that I just told you. Nice. <laughs> right? Oh my God. And to which she like she like looks up at me dead serious and goes, um, "Well, what did you say? Because a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> is a lot of money, and a year or two, <laughs> a year or two wouldn't kill you." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, always fiscally responsible with that. I love it. It's so great. I think you should take responsibility. There's so many things I want to ask you about that story. Nobody. So all right. First of all, first of all, I love the fact that you showed up the closer because there's nothing, nothing better than when you accidentally show up somebody who's supposed to be headlining. It's happened to me twice in my life and it's the greatest nice. feeling ever. It is. It really is. It is a terrible guilt. You know, as a Catholic, the Catholic guilt <laughs> definitely gets me, and it, 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 but it doesn't win out over the emotional, overwhelmingly great feeling that it is. Second thing is the nuance of kissing somebody's the back of their hand versus kissing their palm. That is some sexy stuff. He Somebody went back kisses and forth. your palm. He went back I don't and forth. Guy or over, a girl. He just kept flipping that his is... hand over and over. It was really <laughs> weird. If someone's going to kiss my hand, I want the palm. Go to the palm. That's sexy. And the other thing is, that is a terrifying story. That's like a, um, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if that's like a, a like, if I'm going to have a groupie from Krakow, <laughs> that's what i envision if somebody if, if a fortune teller said tonight you're gonna have a groupie from krakow all over he's gonna you. offer you a job as a gigolo in yeah, Fort Lauderdale. yeah he's gonna say you're really good looking and he's gonna kiss you all over i think i'd be up for it i would have signed yes on the sheet and then found out that it's can i ask you a question oh my god dude that's so funny <laughs> That's hysterical. And I love that it's called the Bach Bash, too. That's, yeah. that's a great name for it. Good Lord. <laughs> oh. Well, I certainly don't have any from anybody from Krakow that is, um, that is obsessed over me. Um, one, of the other, one of the other stories I wanted to tell you is one of my favorite, favorite stories was when I was in um, college, I started playing at an amusement park, which I won't name. And uh, a buddy of mine who was in, uh, I was in this 12 piece soul band when I was in college and the bass player was like, dude, for summer, you got to come and play at this park, at this amusement park. They have live bands. You'll love it. Six shows a day, six days a week. All you do is play. And I figured this sounds great. So I apply, I get in and I get put into 
their uh, rock band, which is the smallest ensemble. There's five of us, and we all happen to be like jazz heads. Mm -hmm. So we're learning all these like Buddy Holly and like Romantics and Weezer and all this stuff. This like this like 50 minute song set. So anyway, we're like I said, we're playing six shows a day, six days a week, and we're a bunch of jazz players. So. After the first couple of weeks, it started to need some uh, spice. It needed right. to be clean. We needed something to keep us interested. You know, we all signed up and we're like, oh, our time's going to get great. You know, we're going to have fun with improvisation. But it, it got really, really boring. And, and the show was so in the box. It was like, it goes from this tune to that tune. These are the chords you're using. There's not a lot of room for messing around. So when we started messing around, what we started doing was we started quoting. And we started quoting anything and everything. We were quoting John Williams themes. We were quoting right. jazz heads. We were quoting pop songs. So anyway, we get a couple of weeks in and all of a sudden the guy who's in charge of all the bands comes and talks to us as a band. And he says, uh, look, you guys need to stop the quoting thing. Technically, if somebody heard you playing a song, which we didn't license, we could get in trouble. So we're all, of course, now you have to remember, I'm in college. We're all in college. So not, we don't care anything about this. We have no cares about it. We're complete morons, whatever. So what did we do? Kept doing the exact same thing. <laughs> exactly. So exact same thing. So dude comes back after being reported, you know, they're still playing quotes. There's a, there's a sound guy, by the way, who's telling on us. So anyway, the guy comes back and he says, I just equipped the sound guy with a tape, uh, tape recorder, a, um, a recorder. So he's going to record the shows so I can hear them. I don't want you quoting. So now he's getting proof that we're doing it. So we decide, okay, we're gonna up our game a little bit and we're gonna start <laughs> quoting some more obscure stuff. Yeah, we're gonna start exactly, quoting like, right. you know, the beginning of a prelude to the afternoon of a fawn right, or whatever, right, just right. anything. That lasted about five seconds before we were right back in the mix and quoting Michael Jackson tunes. So. The band at the end of one day gets called down to the administrative office, the whole band. So we pack up our stuff, we walk down and they pull us in one guy at a time. And what they tell us is you're going to now be charged every time you quote $5 will be held back from your paycheck for every <laughs> quote that we catch so expect that if you see less money in your paycheck, it's because we caught you quoting. Of course, there's no way that we can check this. There's no way that they can check it. And of course, what did we do? We, we just kept quoting and kept doing more and more obscure things. We were doing like the back half of a Sonny Rollins solo or whatever. <laughs> anything anything that, that we could all look across the stage and be like, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Right? The eye, yeah. right? Did you hear it? Right. right. It didn't matter. And, and meanwhile, a couple of weeks go by and then they forgot all about it. But I couldn't believe that they had the audacity to say that. Of course, this day and age, they would never be able to pull that off. But it was, it was pretty funny. And now, being somebody who's a member of BMI and, and understands right. what you know, licensing and mechanical and all that kind of stuff, I totally get it. And I would totally, I don't know that I would be that audacious anymore. Yeah, but when you're a kid, you don't know any better. <laughs> you know, well, oh, I think I knew better. I just was a jerk. I was definitely a more of an arrogant guy who didn't care. But that was two summers of six shows a day, and it was super fun trying to keep it interesting. The one time we uh, we decided that the whole, the, the band started with the rhythm section, and there was a sax player. So it was guitar, bass, drums, keys, and a sax player. And the show started with the rhythm section, and halfway through the first tune, the sax player would come in and join us. 
Well, one day we decided to take the whole, the whole show up a half step. So the sax player comes in. We didn't tell the sax player. So the sax player comes in and he's way in the wrong key. Of course, he's in the right key. He got really, really mad. We're all really good friends, but he didn't speak to us for the rest of the day. And he's That's a fantastic funny. tenor player. But yeah, it was, it was super fun to, to, to mess with things like That's, that. that's fantastic. <sighs> Those days. <laughs> cool. All right. Save the rest for um, another, another episode.